Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Boy, I tell you, you're in the flow today. I know, right? This is just going so well. I got to try to keep this up. I wish I knew how. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me as we get into talking about how to fix your flow. I'll see you on the flip. Flow. Why are we talking about flow and fixing it for that matter? Well, let me just set up today's little wisdom smack that we're going to be talking about. You know, there comes a time when we have to make sure that our tools, especially our diagnostic ones, are in check. And so today it's time to do that little diagnostic tool. And one of the biggest areas that you can look at to see if you're living a life that is going to optimize over time, if you are looking at um, diagnosing, we'll say that, diagnosing areas that you can improve on, one of the best ways to do it is to look at your flow. We can call it a flow state, flow capacity, or whatever, but I'm just going to lump it all together and call it flow. All right. So let's get into it because there are different ways that we can look at this thing called flow. And I'm going to be covering three of them today for sake of time and scope. All right. So when we talk about what is flow when it comes to your life, flow is going to be that electric current that runs through your existence and what you do. It's that channel that allows you to uh, magnify whatever it is that you're attempting to do or attempting to attract. Yes. Now remember, flow is that current, an electrical current that runs through your life. Now flow is also abundance and progress. And so we're looking at it that way. And then flow is also getting into a zone to have an optimal experience. Now, there is a book that I have recommended before, and I'll recommend it again, and it's really a standard, if you will. It was one of those books that started or launched an entire new segment of how we look at ourselves and the way we live, we we uh, learn and exist in psychology, and that was performance uh, psychology. And the name of the book is Flow. The Psychology of Optimal Experience by Mihai Ching Sink Mihai. And like I said before, it was the book that gave us the term in the zone and uh, 
Professor Ching uh, Sik Mihai uh, at the time was doing a lot of research looking at what made people who were masters of their domains and who were able to have high focus and concentration what made them be able to do this? Because usually they were doing things that took extreme um, mastery, skill, and focus. And how was it that they could just get into these zones and either produce things or maintain a, a heightened state for a long time? And so the book went on um, to become a quintessential piece of how we now look at what the human mind and body can do when it comes to performance, when it comes to uh, concentration, mastery, and experience. Okay, so I wanted to make sure that I gave homage to Dr. Mihai Chingsik Mihai uh, by encouraging you to read his work. And if you don't read it, at least get the audiobook of it. Uh, Flow is, like I said, it's a standard. And so with that, let's go into, now that we have decided our scope, that we're going to talk about the electric current, we're going to talk about the abundance and progress, we're going to, and we're going to talk about the optimal experience of it, of how to get into the flow. The first thing I want to say is this. To fix your flow is to do a diagnostic run-through of all the different areas of your life, to make sure you don't have any blockages, to make sure the rhythm of your life is working. And I will say this, a lot of times you can tell if your flow is off if you are having relationship problems. And what do I mean by relationship problems? Well, what I mean is this is not just a relationship with another human being, but it is your relationship with everything, yourself, others, the uh, environment around you, um, the animals, plant life, your food, that's a big one, and your money. Oh my gosh. These are relationships that will quickly give you a diagnostic run through of how your flow is. So let's talk about it. One of the things I want to say is if you are um, having any kind of stop and go, ebb and flow, when it comes to money, that is a pretty good indicator that you have a flow issue. Uh, if you have um, issues with feast and famine, and when I talk about feast and famine, I'm not talking about your physical weight or appearance. I am talking about your ability to attract and to retain things coming uh, to you and through you. You've got a flow problem. If it's a sputtering start or stop with relationships, say, for instance, you're trying to attract um, a companion or even a mate and it's not going that well and you're in the height of time for it, you know, you to be looking for a mate um, and it's not for lack of trying and it's not for lack of candidates, you might have a flow problem. All right. So let's let's first break this down in a, a a prioritized, organized way. So the first thing we're going to do is now that I've established the kind of flow we're talking about today and how to identify if you have a flow problem with regards to relationships, the next thing I want to say is, is let's look at the rhythm of flow. Because flow is not always constant. And the reason why it's not always constant is because it's an electrical current. 
And there has to be a time when it is ebbing, meaning that it is weakening or losing its momentum, and when it is flowing, meaning that it is growing in abundance and progression and speed, okay? And so flow does not necessarily mean that it is a state of being that's constant as much as it is a state of being that is in harmony with a rhythm. And I'm just going to say it. Most of the time, people, when they think about money and even when they think about cash flow, isn't that funny how we use that word cash flow, money flow, and those types of things, that they always think that it has to always be just coming to them. But there is, like I said, a rhythm. And we've come to know this rhythm as the ebb and flow. If you think of it, contraction and expansion, income and outgo. They all live hand in hand. Remember, a long time ago on this podcast, I did uh, a podcast called The Other Side of the Coin, where I talked about the wisdom that my grandmother helped me to understand with whatever it is that you're doing on the other side. You must make sure that you're aware of that as well because they go hand in hand. Yes, that is part of this ebb and flow. That is part of the makeup of what makes for good flow in your life. So do not uh, make the, um, I don't want to say the mistake, but don't just consider flow as just come to me, come to me, come to me. It has to have a cycle. It has to have a rhythm to it. And so for instance, money, let's start with that one because that's a lot of times where people are needing to fix their flow. If you always just have income and you have no outgo, yeah, you might swell with wealth, but it's not going to necessarily be sustainable wealth because the energy of money is not to collect and hoard it. It is to be used for things. You see, money is an energy just like everything else. I'm not going to spend all my time going through that because what I'm saying is should be general knowledge. But I'll say this, that money is an energy. And whenever you talk about energy, energy is always moving into and out of form, neither being uh, created nor destroyed. And when you try to stop energy and well it up, it cannot go well for you. That is why a lot of time people who are stingy, who are misers, who are hoarders, whether it be money or other things, it gets to the point where even if they are successful at hoarding it, cardening it off, it ends up destroying them. And so when we talk about flow, always remember, first and foremost, that it is an electrical current and honey, energy can kill you. Oh, yes, it can. If it is not managed properly it can kill you. And so understanding how the properties of flow work for you or against you is one of the biggest things that you can do to do this diagnostic to make sure that you're in flow and in harmony. All right. So this is the funniest thing that I had to realize about flow, because I'm going to be honest with you, for whatever reason, it seems throughout my life, I've mainly had a problem with my flow when it came to my money, and it came to my weight. Yes. I mean, like I said before, 
Ain't no shame in my game. This is about being humble and vulnerable because I'm here as your humble servant, as your practical priestess of wisdom, dishing it up to you so that you can use it every day. And so there is no need for me to pretend like, oh, I've got it made. Nope, sure don't. And so these are the things that I have to take into consideration and allow wisdom to polish them off, spruce them up and and dumb them down for me. And so this is an actual area where I am working. I am doing a diagnostic of my flow and I am changing some things around. So let's talk about money. Yeah. Isn't it funny that, and it's not funny, haha, but funny like, hmm, that banks and lenders, whether they be, um, credit cards or or lines of credit or whatever. They do not care about the money you have at the time that you ask them to lend. They care more about the channel that your money flows through and how long the channel has been established because banks and lenders of money, they are looking at your ability to keep your flow going. Yes. Most bank loans, uh, and when I say most, because I'm talking about for Joe Q Public, not the hookups, you know, where people are in, in, anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. But for the average uh, person to gain a loan or to gain credit, they want to look at your history. And they are not looking at your history to see just if you pay back your loans. No, that's just one of the components. They are looking at your energy flow. They are looking at how constricted it might be. They are looking at its rhythm to see if they're if it sputters, if it starts, if it stops. And they are looking at this to develop a uh I don't want it. Well, it's they're looking at it like an actuarial scientist would. They are looking at the propensity for your history to predict your future events because with energy, like the other things of um, the, the natural world, they tend to be cyclic and they tend to have a cycle to them, just like our seasons, um, just like our tides. Uh, most of the things that are organic or are natural to us come in cycles, circles. OK, so that's what they're looking for. Hasn't it ever? Um, it, it's, it's just amazing to me how. There will be people who have fits of money. That's what my grandmother used to call it, fits of money, (laughs) where you'll have a large sum of money and then you won't. And it's not where you can predict when you get a large sum of money again. But the one thing that is evident is that you have no money more than you do have money. And so because of that, that is an ebb and a flow that has a contamination to it. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But I wanted to make sure that I, I said this because when I finally, when I finally started learning about flow, about money, and how to fix my flow with money, it helped me to get, first of all, highly convicted of what the issues around my flow were, and to also understand what it truly means when we talk about fixing our flow. Okay. So now that we've talked a little bit about that, let's talk about this ebbing, because I will say that 
for me and many others, maybe you understand what I'm talking about. Honey, I succeed at that ebbing. Oh, I succeed at the weakening and the loss of momentum, the sputtering out, the, um, I'll just say it for me, uh, the disillusionment a lot of times with flow. Um, I've talked about the four existential questions that we can all uh, look to for insight on some of the, the patterns that run our lives. And I've talked about them being resistance to life, victimhood, self-identity, and self-worth. And I've also told you that the two that it seems like I have always have to learn are resistance to life and worthiness. And I'm going to tell you, part of my ebb that I have to work on of shortening it (laughs) is my resistance to life kicks in where I get disillusioned, where I'm like, I don't care, you know, and it's like, I get numb. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Some people look at that and depending on the severity of it, it can be classified as self-sabotage. It can be classified as a death wish. Oh yeah, it can get real dark real fast. But I'm not going to spend most of the time talking about what resistance to life is or worthiness or whatever, because this is about sharpening and, and making sure that you have the best chance of using your diagnostic tool of evaluating your flow to help you have a wisdom smacked life that is full of vitality and full of vibrance and abundance. Because remember, flow is abundance. Yes. So going back to this ebbing away. Ebbing, like I said, is a weakening and it's it's due to a loss of momentum, a disillusionment with it, meaning that you don't you don't have a um an interest in it. And I'm gonna say this because this is energy, this is applicable here. Remember that where attention goes energy flows. So if you find yourself getting disillusioned with something, especially if it is a flow, a a flow channel, be careful because you are setting it up for the ebbing to come in. It can also be this part. And this is another thing that was really an eye opener for me when I started saying, okay, I'm going to get serious about updating my flow channels on these areas that I have been like, meh, about for too long. And that is, if you don't watch it, if you don't continue to feed the ability for your channels to flow properly, you get a residual buildup that creates blockages. Um, A couple of podcasts ago, I talked about sediments and how to not settle. You have to shake things up. The title of that podcast was Stir It Up. And go and check it out if you haven't listened to it. I even even quote a little bit of Patti LaBelle with her um, song, Stir It Up. But there's something about sediment. If you don't watch it, sediment hardens and then it turns into rock. And rock is a huge obstruction. Uh, Can we say mountains, anyone? So we have to make sure that we are continuing to stir up our ability to flow and to keep the rhythm going so that we don't get residual sediments building up and creating blockages. And excuse me, if you find that your ebb is way longer than your flow, such that the flow is only sparks here and there, then you possibly have a residual buildup, a blockage, if you will. 
Because you need to make sure that there is a rhythmic uh, cycle of expansion and contraction. And a lot of this can be done by focusing on making the expansion as much as possible and only making the contraction so that it helps to manage as in a temporary stopgap to help your expansion ramp up to the next level where it can handle even greater force. So let's let's give you an example of what this looks like in flow when we're talking about money. Okay, so imagine, if you will, you have a business and you have cash flow. And I'm not going to talk accounting here. I'm just talking about giving you a visual. Allow me, if you want, if you will, to paint a little picture on your imagination so you get it. So you got this little business and you imagine that you want to make millions of dollars. And so your business gets started. And I'm going to tell you, nine times out of 10, you started a deficit because a business, when it starts, doesn't have any money but it needs something to get started. So you're usually at a deficit, whether you've given yourself a loan for your business or your loan or your business has borrowed something. All right, so you're starting there. Now, this is how flow, ebb and flow works. Uh, You start and you have to build up enough pressure to overcome the ebb, overcome the weakened state that would cause you to to lose traction, to lose forward progression. Because remember, flow is about progress and abundance. And it's also an electric current, okay? So y'all got me. So you're starting out, you're trying to build up this momentum to get the business going. But you cannot possibly handle a uh, free-for-all because your channel, your flow channel is only so big. And too many times people don't realize that you can't take all of the force that could come to you. There have been many times, especially in business, where it has been too much and people couldn't keep up and couldn't keep up with the flow is just as ruinous as having too much of an ebb. And so you can use ebb in a strategic way to give you time to uh, deal with the flow in a rhythm. So you allow the channels to open up and you get to capacity and then you allow a little flow to happen so that you can maintain, not maintain, but you can uh, sustain what you need to, to make it through this flow. So what that looks like, your business starts to be able to do enough to hire someone. And then after you have uh, gotten to a point where you hire someone where you got to be able to pay them. So you open back up that flow a little bit because now you have help. And so flow, the capacity is able to expand a little. Yes, because now you have more capacity. And so now you're working, you're working and uh, things are picking up and the flow is coming even faster to the point where you're like, oh, We need more help. So what you do is you put a little ebb in there. We're not taking orders right now or we're sold out or uh, next season. We'll come back next season. And in that time of of ebb, you're using it to prepare. Give yourself enough time to prepare so that when you decrease the ebb, you can handle greater force of the flow. And that brings me to the point of the whole rhythmic thing, because everyone's rhythm is not going to look the same. 
There are going to be some people who do have a little bit more ebb than they have flow, but it works out. And the reason why it works out is because they may need that to balance the forces at work in whatever it is that they're trying to flow in. I will say this. There are a lot of people who do uh, dangerous work and they have to regulate how much time they put themselves into danger and then how much time they remove themselves so that they can level out the danger. Think about people who work in a highly radioactive situation. Think about people who climb electrical poles to uh, repair them. Think about people who fight in MMA sports. You know, they can't fight every day. Or think about uh, airline pilots who have mandatory rest because they can't uh, fly all the time. They have only so many hours. And so I want you to get an understanding of why flow must be accompanied by ebb, but you must make sure that it is a healthy set of ebb that you're using and understanding this rhythm. And not only that, when you are working with your ebb and flow and getting down the rhythm, Understand that this is about you negotiating the circumstances. And so your rhythm for ebb and flow will change depending on the circumstance. But it should always be predicated on what keeps you, you guessed it, in abundance and progression. Because that is what the overall of flow is supposed to do. It it helps you to find the equilibrium for your life. And let me just say a little bit about this, that I want to make sure that we understand when we're talking about flow and we're talking about the rhythms of it and how you need to fix it. One of the things that I had to learn the hard way was that I couldn't mistake the meanings of um, equality and equity when it came to flow in my life. Because it, 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 it messes me up badly and it can mess you up badly. So listen to this wisdom smack when it comes to how to fix your flow, how to get into abundance and progr- progress, how to have optimal experiences and how to make sure that you can handle the electric current that runs through your life so that it doesn't fry you up all the time, okay? And that is when you look at um, equality versus equity. Equality is the one that I have found for myself and others that we usually try to use when we don't know any better. Because what equality means is is that across the board, everything is equal. Um, I equate it um, how I understood it to, um, I I think you guys know, I have a cosmetology license. And um, so I equate it to like a haircut. If you take a, a round head, you can't treat it like a square. And what I mean is this. Say, for instance, you want all the hair to look even. And when I say even, all of it is one length, a bob, if you will, bowl cut, whatever you want to call it. In order to achieve that, you can't use equality. You must use equity. And if you get equality, meaning that each hair strand you cut on that person's head is the same physical length, everything is going to be the same seven inches when you get through. You will have a nice head of layered hair, lots of different levels because it's a round head. But that was the equal way. Everybody got seven inches. Each hair strand is seven inches. But if you're looking for equity 
And that's where flow comes in, understanding how to be equitable with your attention, with your efforts, and uh, with your, your ebb and your flow rhythm. Equity, on the other hand, is where each level or point gets as much as it's needed to meet a common level or a common line. So that might mean, not might, but I'll tell you, if you're cutting a bob in the back by the nape, the neck, that's going to be the shortest hair because it has the shortest length to travel. Whereas in the crown, that hair is going to be 3x or more, depending on the size of the head, longer than the hair at the nape because it has the longest to travel to get to the same point. And that is what equity is as best as I can describe it in a few seconds so that you can get it. And so think of this when you're thinking about how to fix your flow. Instead of trying to make your life uh, equal, everybody talks about work-life balance. That is not the way you want to have work-life harmony because harmony is equity and flow is energy, electricity, and equity flow, all of those, guess what they come out to? Frequency. That means that you're finding the levels as you go that keep you in a harmony. And they're not going to always be the same thing. Remember what we just said about when you're trying to figure out your rhythm for your ebb, your ebb and your flow? You're always negotiating your circumstance. That's what you're doing right here. You are using equity to always negotiate the most optimal experience. And that brings us to that flow state, that in the zone state for our optimal experience. If you were to try to plot that out, it does not look like a straight line. No, it doesn't. What it looks like is this. Bear with me. It looks like creativity bouncing against logic and passion. And all three of those are in a dance where one is trying to advance over the others at any given time, and they are providing equal and opposing effort to keep the subject engaged in the focus, the concentration, and the mastery of what it is that they're doing that is that these things are needed to come um, to to accomplish. Uh, I wish I didn't stutter over that. So let me say that again. When you're looking at a flow state, you're looking at, at you're looking at creativity, passion, and logic, and they're all in this mixing bowl, vying for preeminence, vying for the attention, and they all bounce off of each other. Uh, keeping this person in this concentrated focus of being able to accomplish what it is that they're doing. And so when we talk about fixing your flow, you need to understand that you're dealing with energy. Oh, yes. And that you're dealing with a flow energy, which is a frequency, which has a rhythm. That's why if you ever look at a energy line, it has um, it looks like a, a wave, a wavy snake, if you will, because it has its ups and its downs showing you that at any given time to fix your flow, you have got to find that equity. You've got to find that sweet spot to make sure that everything is working in harmony. And just remember that there is a reason for ebb and flow and that you are looking for a way to make sure that you are continuing to move abundantly, progressively, 
with that energy for optimal experience. So guess what? My time is up. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another wisdom smack. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.